God of worship just to show how big and how amazing and how beyond what our brains can comprehend what God actually is. That it's like, if he's really that God, then being still and still and trusting him to take care of things will be a lot easier than if he's maybe the God that we have floating around in our heads who's limited and who's not as powerful as we maybe think he is. And being still doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing. Being still can just mean trusting. It can just mean believing. It can just mean staying with the right people. Being still and know that I am God can have a huge amount of stuff happening inside of it. But the stuff that hasn't got happening inside of it is us trying to take control and sort everything out. That's the bit it doesn't have. Because that's the bit where we get waylaid. That's the bit where we get sidetracked. That's the bit, excuse me, I believe, where we get thrown onto the scrap heap. Because we try to do what God can only do. And we don't do the stuff that we can do. Does that make sense? Because if I have an issue and I have a problem and it's out of my control, then there's nothing I can do about that issue except pray. Philippians tells us don't be anxious or scared, but in all things by prayer and petition present their request to God. So if I have a serious issue, we have, we, have, um, we have an issue around the lease on this building. That's the way it is. It's been that issue for the last 18 months. It hasn't changed. I can either stay awake at night worrying and being anxious about that, or I can present it to God and go, well, this is something I can't do anything about. That's your bit. And then leave it with him and be still. So being still and know that I am God in that situation means I continue on. As if I know God will sort something out. So we walk away week to week. We plan away month to month. We're looking, I know there's a dirty word out there called Christmas. At this time of year, people don't want to hear it. But we're planning Christmas. We have to. But we're planning Christmas on being here. Because I'm being still and knowing that God is God. And if he wants us here, we will be here. And if he doesn't want us here, you, we don't want to be here. Let me tell you now. You don't want to be in a place where God doesn't want you. Because there's no grace and there's no peace in it. But being still means trusting that he is who he says he is. And he'll do what he said he'd do. And he's as big as we need him to be. No matter how big the issue we're facing is, whether it's health, we have several friends at the minute struggling big time with health issues and big health scares coming at them. We have several people we know in serious financial difficulties, in danger of losing homes and all kinds of stuff. We have people in relationship problems whose marriages are struggling, whose families are falling apart. We have people in all different areas. And the reality of it is, if we, we either believe God is big enough to hold all of that, or we don't. And I want to tell you something. If we don't have a God to believe in who's big enough to hold all of that, we're not capable of holding it. As human beings, it will crush us. If you've had a health scare and you're lying awake every night worrying about what the doctor's going to say, that's just going to make you sicker. But if you can rest in the assurance that God has your life in his hands, your days are numbered, nothing can happen to you without him being in it with you and being in charge of it, then you can have peace in the middle of all of that. And you can sleep at night. 
And actually having that peace will help your body heal. But the world and the devil and everything else will try and get you worked up and scared. If you're facing huge financial difficulties, it's the same thing. Staying up all night worrying about them will just mean the next day you're wrecked and you can't even think of how you can help yourself. It just exhausts you and takes you out of the race. Let me read Psalm 46 because I think it's really um, significant what it says about God. If you have a Bible, if you haven't, if you want to try and pull it up on your phone even, it's not going to be on the screen. And I'm going to ask even before I read this, do yourself a favor this week. Read this psalm every day. At least once every day, just read this psalm. And let it sink into your heart. Let it go that 12 inches from your head down to here somewhere where you need to hear it and you need to learn to believe it. So that that black hole in your stomach that's full of fear and everything else can be washed away with the word of God. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exhausted among the na- exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. There's a lot of language in that. This is just Psalm 46. I just have a printed bigger than I don't need my glasses. There's a lot of verses in this psalm that are language that really reflect the times that it was written in. A fortress. We don't think about fortresses. We don't think about stuff like that. We don't even use the word refuge, really, nowadays. But a refuge was a safe place. A refuge was somewhere where somebody went when people were chasing them and wanted to harm them and wanted to kill them. Where people were doing things that were going to destroy other people's lives, they ran into the refuge. If you ever go to Glen, the locked around tower was a refuge. The door is ten foot high in the wall. Everyone climbed into the refuge, pulled the rope up behind them so the people who were attacking them couldn't get in and hurt them. There was a refuge. God is our refuge. He's also our strength. He's also the one who gives us the strength to even run into him. He's the one who gives us the strength to stand up to face what we have to face. He's an ever-present help in trouble. The message says it this way, God is a safe place to hide, ready to help when we need him. An ever-present help. Ever-present. Always. Everywhere. At home, in bed, in work, in school, on the street, wherever. 
He's there all the time. He doesn't go away just because we go into walk. We don't leave him outside. He's ever-present. He's in the middle of ever we have to do, anything we have to do. So therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with the surging. I've never been in an earthquake. Never been in a tsunami. Thank God. I hope I never am. But I have seen them on the telly. And they're scary times. And sometimes we haven't experienced a physical earthquake. But I have certainly experienced emotional earthquakes. I've certainly experienced financial earthquakes. I've experienced um, relationship earthquakes. I've experienced death being an earthquake when I wasn't expected. I've experienced pain that's been an earthquake. And what this psalm is telling us, even in the middle of an earthquake, God is still our refuge and he's still our ever-present help and strength. But you know what? We have a choice. Because I'm going to skip to verse 10. It says, be still. That means I have to do something. I have to step into that stillness. So God can be all of this stuff. God can be, we can have this belief system that says, yes, I believe God is the the maker of heaven and earth. He's the creator. He's my savior. He's all of this stuff. You can quote the Bible in Greek and Hebrew. It doesn't really matter if it's not making the reality in your life on a day-to-day basis. And that's about believing and about trusting. And trust is something that we give to people after they deserve it and after they earn it. And God's not afraid of you learning to trust him. I don't ask anybody who comes through that door to leave your brain outside. You have an intelligence, you have a personality If you're like everybody else in this room, you've been hurt, you've been let down, you've been betrayed, and you've been messed about. What I'm going to tell you is people will do that to you. I'll do that to you. Not on purpose, but I will. I've let people down. And I will in the future, because I'm human. You've let people down. And you will again. Because you're human. But God will never let us down. We may do things... And then go, oh God, you let me down. But if you're honest and you really step back and you really look at it, you'll realize you weren't doing what God was asking you to do. You were doing what you wanted to do, but you were asking God to bless it. And then when he didn't, we blame God because it didn't work out. God is big enough to hold anything that we have. He is strong enough. He is an ever-present help. It doesn't matter if it's an earthquake. The next couple of verses from the message, it says, River, fountain, splash, joy, cool in God's city. The sacred haunt of the Most High. God lives here. The streets are safe. God at your service from crack of dawn. Godless nations rant and rave. Kings and kingdoms threaten. But earth does anything he says. The one I read originally, it says, God will help her break a day. Nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Here's the thing. If it, just watch the news. Nations are in turmoil. There's madness going on all around the world. There's countries that never had wars in them are now at war. There's economies crashing. There's still people making billions out of other people's poverty. 
There's horrendous things going on in the world. But yet in the midst of it all, God is at work. There's human trafficking going on, but in the midst of it, God is at work. And he only has to say the word and the earth will melt. And you know, someday, and I don't know what day it is, but someday Jesus is coming back. We talked about this last week. And he will put all things right, but until then, we can still rest in the peace of knowing that the Lord Almighty is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress, if we want him to be. If you want him to be. You can run to Facebook with your problems, which so many people are good at doing. You can run to your friends or neighbors or family and give out about everybody and everything with your problems, which loads of us do. But none of them things can actually solve our problems. But if we'd only run to the, to the God Almighty, to Jacob's fortress, to the God of Jacob who is our fortress, he could actually solve the problems. He can actually bring the healing where we need it. He can bring the release where we need it, bring the provision where we need it. He can bring whatever we need. But we need to choose to go to him. And then the last bit from the message, it says, attention all, see the marvels of God. He plants flowers and trees all over the earth. He bans war from pole to pole and breaks all the weapons across his knee. Step out of the traffic and take a long, loving look at me, your high God, above politics and above everything. Jacob wrestling God fights for us and the God of angel armies protects us. We've had a, a, a tumultuous year, I suppose, from politics point of view in this country. We've had stuff happen that many years ago people would have thought was impossible. So there's a lot of people that are discontented with that. They don't know where they are. I don't know why, but the fact that Donald Trump got elected in America seems to throw everybody in this country in a tizzy. We're not even American. Brexit is happening. There's a ton of politics happening all over the place. But our God is above all of that. And in the midst of all of that, we can either believe the fear mongering and all the rest that will come at us, and it will come at us, or we can believe that the Lord Almighty is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress. And we have a safe place to run into. So I don't know what your earthquake is. I don't know what your tsunami is. I don't know what your... Maybe you don't have an earthquake. Maybe you don't have a tsunami. Maybe you've no problems. If that's the way it is, then please share with everybody else because we'd all love to be in the same place. Um, I don't know exactly what your thing is. But the one thing I do know is that if we will step into that place and be still and know that he is God, that he will bring us through it, whatever it is. And just, just be aware as I ask you to read that, that when you're reading that psalm, just see how big this God we serve actually is. And think, is there anything that we have that can be too difficult for him? Amen. I'm going to play this song. Um, it takes three, I think it's three and a half minutes long. And when it's finished, I'll get up and we pray. And if somebody wants individual prayer, then please come up at the end. Um, John and Mary will be here and I'll be around and we'll pray with you.
But just, just let the words of this song um, sink into your heart. I know when I'm saying all of that earlier, it might sound like I'm just going, it's no big deal. Just trust God and everything will be grand. But fear is real. Stops us doing things. Stops me doing loads of things. And has stopped me doing things. But it's not worth it. God is really big enough. He really is. And whatever, whatever it is you're facing today, I promise you God is big enough. And he's for you. He is with you in it. But he wants to help and carry you through whatever it is you have to go through. Whether it's inside, outside, material, physical, emotional, relationship, doesn't matter. <coughs> Spiritual. If you're here and you're still struggling with eating, whether not where I'm at even with God, I want to encourage you to get on board with him. Trust him. Because he wants to have a relationship with you that will bring you into a new place. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I, I pray that what was spoke this morning, that's what's of you. And what is of you will just penetrate deep into our hearts. We'll go into a place that it will make a huge difference in our life. Because your word is sharper than a double-edged sword and it's alive and it has power in it. So if your word is spoken into our hearts, then it can change what's happening in our hearts. And Lord, I pray you would change what's happening in our hearts. Lord, if the stuff in there that was of me, I pray let it fall to the floor and be forgotten about. But your word goes forth and it doesn't come back without doing what you set it out to do. So I want to pray for the lives that are represented in this room. I want to pray that they would know your grace, they would know your strength, they would know your courage to face whatever it is they may have to face today, tomorrow, the rest of this week, the rest of their lives. You are the God of the angel armies. You are the God who created heaven and earth. You are the God who made us. He put us together and knit us together in our mother's womb who had a plan for us before one of our, any of our days came to be. You had a plan for our life. And you had good works that you wanted us to do, Lord, because you tell us that. You promised it to us. But Lord, if we're trapped in fear, if we're trapped in regret, if we're trapped in pain, whatever it is, that can stop us fulfilling the plan you have for our life. So I pray today, right now you break it in Jesus' name. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, I pray you break it. Lord, I pray a blessing over everyone in this room. I pray that you be with them. That as this week goes forward, that they would know your presence and your fellowship and they'd know your strength. I pray, Father, that you would not let anyone leave here today without them knowing that they have met with you. Without them knowing that they have met with you. And that there can be a difference in their life. And I pray it in Jesus' name. And I pray blessing all for your people. Amen. If you um, would like prayer, 